podcast, this time organized by our newly formed podcast committee. My name is Elena and I'll be the host of today's podcast together with Yet. Hello, I'm Yet, and we're going to present to you our committee members and give you a hint of what you can expect in future episodes. So we're going to start with introducing ourselves and I want to give the first word to our chair, Akin. Hello, Akin. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm okay, a little bit tired in, on Monday morning, but uh, yeah, otherwise, <laughs> good. Can you tell us a little bit about, about yourself? Why uh, did you join the committee, for starters? Uh, why did I join the committee? Well, uh, I'm interested in filmmaking, especially short movies and documentaries, and I was looking for something else to do now that I can't really go out and film stuff because it's a little bit more difficult to approach people. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I saw that VSK actually opened a podcast committee, I thought, well, you know, it's similar in terms of skills. I could probably learn something from it and it could be fun. So um, here I am, now the chair, unexpectedly. Okay, perfect. And uh, can you tell us maybe uh, in, uh, which year are you in in psychology and uh, where are you from? Yeah, I'm from Turkey. I'm currently a third year student. I'm specializing in social psychology right now, uh, trying to write my thesis. <laughs> and what's your topic of thesis? Uh, it's about using behavioral insights to reduce animal product consumption. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's move on uh, with uh, Bianca. Bianca, what about you? Why do you join the committee and tell us something about yourself? I'm Bianca. I joined the committee because I listen to a lot of podcasts, like 24-7. So I thought it would be really fun to join the podcast committee. Um, I finished my bachelor's last year. I specialized in clinical psychology, and now I have a gap year. So, yeah. Uh, what do you do in your gap year? Um, I'm going to start with a new job very soon. So I volunteer and I, well, okay, just psychology related things. <laughs> oh, okay, but that's nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so let's move on with uh, Lisa. Lisa, what about you? Uh, why are you mem- why you became a member of our podcast comedy? Uh, actually, it's uh, a little bit of a weird, weird story. Um, before um, my master clinical neuropsychology, I studied um, psychobiology. But I didn't really like the study-related committees because I wasn't that much into uh, biology, like things with plants and animals. I didn't really like that. So, um, yeah, I really wanted to do a study-related committee in my master. Um, And I also really like podcasts. So, uh, yeah, it was the perfect combination to do this. And uh, what are your masters uh, in uh, I'm doing my master in uh, clinical neuropsychology. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so, uh, which year are you in? The first year or? Uh, yeah, the first year. Yeah, but I really like it. Okay, that's nice. Perfect. Uh, so, thank you. And uh, let's close it with Georgia. So, Georgia, tell us about yourself and why you became a ne- member of uh, our committee. 
Um, yeah, when I was like growing up, I saw a bunch of like uh, unis and like schools having like podcasts on TV and I thought it was really cool. I always really wanted to join that, but I never really had the opportunity. Uh, but I think above all else, I came for a close first-hand view of Tim's jingles. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, uh, my name is Georgia. I'm a second-year psychology student. I'm going to start my specialization in the second semester in work in organizational psychology. All right. And uh, we know you have also experience with like other comedies from last year. Can you maybe tell us something about that? Uh, yeah, last year I was the chair of the Boro Committee. Um, uh, this year I was also the treasurer of the City Trip Committee. Sadly, it had to uh, be postponed because of Corona. Um, I'm currently the secretary of the Podcast Committee, and I'm also the head of promotion for the First Year's Weekend Coordination Committee. Wow, that's a lot of committees. <laughs> it is a lot of committees. I do really like engaging in the VSPA. Wow, that's, that's wonderful. Okay, so you mentioned Tim, so maybe Tim can can drop by and tell us some some quick things about himself. What do you want to know? Uh, so maybe what's uh, what's your job in VSPA and uh, how do you like the podcast comedy so far? My job in the VSPA is uh, I'm the study committee affairs officer. So I'm in charge of all of the study related committees. Um, and one of those committees is this committee, the podcast committee, which is a new committee this year. Uh, and I think it might be my favorite committee, although officially, of course, I'm not allowed to say that, but it's wonderful. Okay. Was it your idea to, uh, to start a committee in the first place? Uh, it was mine and Merel's idea. Merel's the, the chair of the VSPA board. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a really good idea. I hope it will be a success this year. Um, <laughs> Alrighty, so yet when you're talking, tell us something about yourself and uh, why you became a member of our comedy. Yeah, so I'm yet. I'm in the second year as well. Um, and in the second semester, I'm going to start with a minor, gender and sexuality. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I joined this committee because I also really like podcasts and uh, I was inspired by my favorite podcast called The Self Podcast. It's a Dutch uh, podcast about two guys who are best friends and they talk about everything and it's really funny. So that's why I became into podcasts. And uh, yeah, that's it, I think. Uh, and now you have to go, Elena. You haven't told us anything about yourself yet. Uh, okay, so uh, I joined the comedy because I also love podcasts and I found it like a super uh, exciting opportunity to try like to look behind the uh, screens and like find out how the podcasts are made. Uh, and currently I'm in the first year of uh, a psychology here and I'm from the Czech Republic. So I'm also international student and yeah, that's probably it. Um, so, okay, so we closed the first part of uh, this podcast and uh, now let's move on to our second part, which uh, will be about psychology related facts. Fact. Let's start uh, with uh, Lisa. Uh, Lisa, tell us your fact. Uh, yeah, a fact that I often tell people in social settings is that uh, I learned it in my uh, master clinical neuropsychology. 
when some people have brain damage, um, they can develop a, a kind of personal neglect, which is a, a kind of a perception disorder. And those people, they don't really see their own arm or leg as their own limb, uh, but they think uh, that some weird object is lying in their bed or something. So they don't feel that their arm or leg belongs to them. And some people even so uncomfortable that they uh, let this limb be removed surgically. So yeah, I think that's very heavy <laughs> that you just remove your own arm or leg because you don't think it belongs to yourself. Oh my God, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, thank you for that. Uh, so, uh, Bianca, what about you? Well, whenever I'm at a party and I need to tell something psychology related, I always tell people that you can teach doves to ping pong. But <laughs> I, I looked that up like two weeks ago because I, like the image in your head it creates is like doves with ping pong bats, but they're actually just like punching it with their, how do you call that, their mouths? They're like, yeah, like beaks or yeah. <laughs> so it's not as intriguing as it sounds. <laughs> okay, wonderful. So you combine both fun and psychology. That's mm -hmm. that's really efficient. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, Georgia, what about you? Yeah, I've got a, a a party psychology. I don't know if this is a party psychology fact, um, but yeah, my fact is that Freud. Uh, pretty much completely disregarded the clitoris and said that clitoral stimulation is immature and uh, women who do this are immature so kind of you should really get your pleasure from from sex that's, oh my God. that's my fact <laughs> yeah Freud was also with the sexual status right yeah okay Ikin what about you well Unlike Bianca, I'm never in a social situation where I have to tell something psychology related, but I just kind of blurt it out because I'm really awkward in crowded places. And, um, and I just kind of go like, oh, you know, you could actually manipulate your own memories to your liking and it's actually really super easy. Uh, so all you have to do is basically think about a memory. You can construct it from scratch. You can manipulate an already existing memory. And if you regularly think about it, after a while, you started actually believing that is your real memory. And uh, yeah, that's why I never trust what you remember from like five years ago. <laughs> okay, do you manipulate your memories? I hope not, at least not actively. <laughs> I never, thankfully, I never had a memory I wanted to manipulate so badly that I tried. But uh, there is plenty of research about it, and it's actually really cool. Last year, they said something in uh, the lecture about if you, it's even that heavy if you tell someone that they went to Thailand or something like that, and in their youth, and they still believe it. If you just yeah, have a lot of memories, you just have to like really imagine it and visualize it in your head. And if you do it a couple of times, it actually works. It's fascinating. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, so uh, yet, uh, what about you? Yeah, I uh, actually have a kind of a serious fact. I was reading an article about why people choose political loyalties over facts. And I immediately thought of when people are still voting for Trump, even after they've heard that he sexually assaulted a lot of women. And the answer to that is actually that people want to reduce cognitive dissonance. I think if you have finished in the first year that you know what cognitive dissonance is, it's that you that your attitude and your behavior are not in line so 
you want to change your behavior instead of your attitudes to reduce that. And so people still vote for Trump, even if they know a lot of facts that uh, are negative about him. So I thought that was a fascinating psychology fact. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think I think we've done everybody. So I can tell you my like quick, I don't know whether funny or a little scary fact, because uh, when I got like into psychology, I was al- always interested in sleep. Uh, and I did once like project about sleep. I found out about this homicidal sleepwalking or homicidal somnambulism, which means that like there are around 70 cases in which people who like apparently were asleep actually killed somebody. And uh, it seemed to me like really scary. And there was this one case when uh, one guy killed his mother-in-law and then actually like uh, was not guilty because that he was asleep so this was really like wow like uh, I didn't know that this could happen uh so yeah um so let's uh, finish this off maybe whether Tim has some fun fact or psychology favorite fact that he wants to share uh I wouldn't say it's a fun fact but I'm always very fascinated by the experiments uh done by Benjamin Liebet about free will um because it suggests that somewhere in your subconscious mind you already make a decision before you actually become conscious of it so i like bringing that up and seeing what people uh, have to say about it wow interesting what do you think about it oh i i hope i have free will (laughs) 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 the point was that people think they have more free will than they actually have right yeah but also he doesn't really agree with how people interpret his experiment because he says we do have free will okay <laughs> so it's still a debate then yep um okay so uh we can move on to the final part of today's podcast uh which we call a therapy time it's therapy time So in this part, we are going to discuss two problem areas. First about stress and then about procrastination. And we want you to share your experience and also maybe some tips or pieces of advice for ourselves and for our listeners. Uh, So yeah, I guess we can start with the first question. And so uh, Georgia, uh, what is the most stressful thing in these COVID times for you? Oh my God, I might not be the best person to ask. just because like i besides corona my my most stressful thing for me right now is that crowd notin is starting to sell out so probably not gonna have that for a while um but if we're talking about corona um yeah i'm stressed about being able to go home for christmas so you are currently in amsterdam uh and uh when are you planning to on leaving i'm planning on leaving around the 7th of december so that I have time to quarantine before and after I arrive. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess that's maybe something we all like stress around, like, like in terms of Christmas and COVID, like how that's going to turn out. So, Yeah, or maybe someone has another stressy issue in the corona times. Like how do you learn? Does it still work for you or... Aiken, do you how do you learn these times? <laughs> how do I learn? Do we mean in like an academic way? 
I mean, it doesn't make that much of a difference. Yeah, or, yeah, but now you have to learn at home. Does that work for you yeah. or? Um, no, I'm not the best person when it comes to time management and I deal with it terribly. I just like fill my schedule to the brim and when I have two hours left to do one task, I just put it in that two hours and I have no other time. So I'm stressed like continuously. But now that I'm home all the time, it's a little more, even more difficult for me because my whole schedule is jumbled up and I have no idea what to do. So again, I end up leaving everything to the last minute, which I guess kind of ties into procrastination as well. I've been kind of okay at it. Like I Zoom call my friends and we do work together, but it's like two hours and it doesn't get much done. So, Oh, that's a great idea that you study together with your friends and you can watch each other if you're still, if you're still uh, busy studying. <laughs> It's a little weird. It's like, let's just be stressed together instead of stressing out alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Bianca, do you have also like some study tips or some study struggles in this COVID times? I know you said you have gap year, but do you still like uh, are in some like study related areas of psychology? Yeah, so last year before the summer, Corona already started, right? So I used to go to the library a lot and then the libraries were closed. And to me, it's kind of like if I'm there and then the social pressure of everyone being there and being quiet really helped me and that suddenly fell away. So I kind of learned that I made a schedule for myself of every day how it will look because I also couldn't go to work at the time. So it's just like I had nothing to do except for like maybe tutorials or something like that. But then I just told myself to when I wake up, like, I had a half an hour to eat breakfast and then I would start because then in the morning I would get the most things done because afterwards I would just like walk around my house and do a lot of tasks which just didn't help. So maybe just start early in the morning or see when you're on your peak of like concentration during the day and use those times to study. Yeah, like when I when I looked for some like uh, study tips, like how to schedule the time, I know I read like that in the morning you should like eat your frogs first, like to do the most like boring task or something you really like postpone a lot. And then it's like much easier for you to uh, work later on some like more, I don't know, like interesting, uh, interesting parts of your studies. So maybe yeah. also that. Um, all right, uh, Lisa, what about you? Uh, and studies like in the in the COVID times? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, quite okay with studying at home, but um, I noticed that I uh, that, it, that there's a lot of time when I'm uh, online, so uh, there's a lot of screen time, and sometimes I get a little tired of that, and then in the evenings uh, when some friends want to uh, to ha also have a meeting online, then um, yeah, I'm a little bit done with that. So um, I think a lot of screen time, that's something that really bothers me. But um, yeah, I really try uh, to manage that to um, by taking enough breaks between different study sessions and also going for a walk or something like that, that really helps to um, be uh, more concentrated uh, after the walk. Yeah, yeah, that that's actually a nice trip, a uh, nice tip to like go for go for walks and like just turn off for for a little while. Um, yet, what about you? How do you cope with study in these times? Um, yeah, in the beginning of Corona, I had a uh, very much difficulty standing up early 
waking up early and uh, I think it's uh, really good if you if you do stick to your old schedule and, w- and wake up early every day and then first maybe go outside or running or walking with a, with a friend or something and then you feel more energized for the entire day and that really helps me to study. Yeah, yeah. that's that's good. All right. Uh, and maybe like to have a little different perspective. Uh, Tim, what about you and how is maybe like VSPA different in these COVID times for you? Well, of course, I'm not studying this year, but I have a lot of online meetings. I think about 15 or 20 hours a week of online meetings. Um, And I always find online meetings quite strange because after the meeting, you close your laptop and then you're just by yourself in your room again. But um, I'd say I have a tendency to make my schedule very busy. And after a while, it's just too busy and I can't handle it anymore. So my tip would be to put time for yourself in your schedule. So not just be like, ah, I'm gonna have some time at at some point, but actually plan your your me time. That is actually really good (laughs) tip. I think like people really forget about this very often. Um, All right. Uh, So maybe now we can move further into discussing like this uh, whole procrastination and this like social media distractions because right now when we study online it's I would say like maybe more relevant than before Uh, so uh, Ikin do you have any tips for like uh, how to not spend that much time on social media and not like get that much distracted? I think I'm actually surprisingly good at this which is I don't know I look for distractions all the time so it's a little surprising that I'm okay at it I manage all my notifications manually, so I basically only keep WhatsApp open in the background of my computer because these days I'm mostly on my computer and I just put my phone away. And I silence all the group chats that I'm not expecting any news from during the day. And I also silence all the notifications from all social media, so unless I actively go onto the application or website, I don't receive anything about it. So emails are always closed. I just make this specific time period where it's like I'm eating or I'm doing some other manual task. And during those times I check WhatsApp and emails and if I want to and have some time, then maybe I go on other social media to check if there are any messages or what's new. But uh, once I close it, I don't get any news from them. And I think it surprisingly helps because the more notifications you get, the more you're likely to just click it and be like, oh, I want to know what's going on, you know, or someone messaged me and I want to see. So making specific times and managing the notifications, I think, really helps me. Yeah, that's good. Like to make schedule also for like social media. Yeah, Um, it doesn't have to be super set like I don't have oh I'm going to look at social media between 9 and 10 a.m every morning but uh, just when you don't have anything else to do or when you're doing something where you can kind of multitask it's a little easier Mm -hmm. I see all right Uh, so maybe Elisa do you have some like uh, schedule tips like how to how to plan your day um yeah it's it's dependent on on what I have planned uh, during the day but uh, what I always do is I'm uh, not doing anything uh, for my study in the evening. So I always plan my uh, evenings uh, as spare time. So, um, yeah, 
then um, I make sure that I really can relax and I don't uh, feel rushed uh, all day. Uh, so I think that really works for me. And about social media, um, I removed all applications from my phone. So when I really want to go on Facebook or Instagram, um, I really have to uh, search it on the internet and then I can, can see it. So uh, it's uh, much more difficult to go on social media then. I really have to be uh, active to uh, open it. Yeah, so it's not like automatic that you just open your phone and yeah. automatically yeah. click on Instagram or stuff. Okay. Yeah, that, that's also a good tip, actually. Um, Georgia, what about you and social media distractions these times? Uh, yeah, so for me, it's a little bit different. I think so far we've been talking about notifications. I get a lot of notifications. I'm often a little bit too lazy to open them. So... <laughs> um that's not so much of a problem for me but i do really like um scrolling on instagram i would consider myself a bit of a meme queen um so sometimes i get a little bit stuck uh with my memes uh and my tip for that is just send an instagram reminder on your settings when it's been like your time's up you really need to stop yeah and that helps okay that's that's actually quite a nice tip Okay, so uh, anybody, uh, do you have any other tips or uh, things you want to share about this, like social media or stress in these times? I learned what works best for me is like when I'm really stressed, I will still grab my phone and look at my phone, look at WhatsApp and everything. But <laughs> this one day, I put my phone in a room with my roommate and she took a nap for like hours. And then I really wanted to get to my phone, but I couldn't because she was taking a nap and I would wake her up and it helped so much. Like I got so much done that day. So if you find yourself having like no self-control, just tell your roommate to take a nap and put your phone in their room. <laughs> Miracles. I also have something, um, I didn't know you could do that, but just uh, put a limit for social media apps on your phone. I did a limit for three hours, so that's still quite a lot. But um, yeah, if you want to do it for one hour a day, you get a notification and you can't open the app anymore. Or you have to say, uh, get rid of the notification. But then you know that you're already an hour uh, on the social media apps that day and you get more conscious of it. Alrighty, so, uh, well, I guess we're heading towards the end of today's podcast. Um, so we hope you enjoyed listening and got to know us a little better. Uh, for the next podcast, it will be a little different than today. Today, it was more of like practice podcast, but for future, we're going to dive into various psychological areas with experts from field. And actually, you can become a part of this process. Because if you have uh, any suggestions or ideas, or if you just know like which subject you would like to hear about, uh, you can always contact us through already mentioned social media, or you can fill in the survey that we're going to put in the description of today's podcast. And we are also going to put there some contact details, some like email or the social media where you can text us with uh, any suggestions uh, or uh, ideas. So I would say thank you for listening and goodbye in the future episodes.